The following shear is recorded, edited, and presented to you by Kol Halashon. We wish you an enjoyable and meaningful time listening. Hello, everyone. Start your day, the Torah way, 23rd of Nisan, Friday, 17th of April. Rabbi Yaakov and Zaken here for you. Transporting the Aron, the Haftarah of Shabbos Shmini, of Parshat Shmini. Welcome, everyone. It's a pleasure and a honor to be with you today, this morning, and to share with you a little bit about the Haftarah, the Parsha. And the Haftarah are quite connected, and it's not difficult to see the connection. The Parsha, Parsha Shmini, introduces us to the, to the problem or to the event of the death of Nadav and Avihu, the two sons of Aharon HaKohen, Behakrivam Esh Zara, Asher Otam, as they brought in an Esh Zara, a foreign fire, a foreign offering which they were not commanded to bring. So in, despite the fact that we're talking about Shmini, Shmini is Shmini la Miluim, we're talking about the inauguration of the Mishkan, and at the inauguration of the Mishkan, there's tremendous happiness, there's tremendous joy. Klal Israel are very um, uh, expectant to really see the Shekhinah dwell back among them. They've really been waiting for HaGadosh Baruch Hu to show, to demonstrate that he has been appeased and he has been comforted and somehow they've done sufficient or at least something significant to atone for the Chaykai Ego. And in the midst of all this celebration, the death of Nadav and Avihu really shocks them. And, and therefore it interrupts the joy and the pleasure and the proceedings of the inauguration of the Mishkan. Likewise, the Haftarah discusses when David HaMelech was about to bring back the Aron. And in that episode, we're going to see that there was also a tragedy that happened that struck. So just a bit of, a bit of history. This is in Shmuel Bet, Perek Vav. The Sephardim and the Ashkenazim start at the beginning of the Perek. Um, and the Chabad and Sephardim finish um, quite early in the Perek, and the Ashkenazim continue much longer. The beginning of the Hafsarat, let's just recap a little bit what's happening. The Aron, this is the Aron HaKodesh, which was in the Mishkan in Shiloh, was taken by the Plishtim. As the Plishtim took the Aron, they realized that it didn't go well for them. The difficult things and bad things happened to them while they took the Aron. And therefore, they decided to return it to the Jewish people. How did they return it? They returned it in Agala, in a wagon. And as they returned it in the wagon, Klal um, Israel received it, and um, they received it in the wagon. Now, the question was what to do with it. And it had been sitting for a long time, and David Amelech, as he was preparing to build, the, he wanted to build the Mishka, the Bet HaMikdash, 
<clears throat> he decided he wanted to bring along the Aaron to Ir David. Where was the Aaron at this stage? The Aaron, and we're going to see here. Actually, let, let's let's start with the Torah. The Torah says like, "Vayosev David et kol b'chur be'Yisrael shenashim alef." David Amelech had at his disposal the entire Jewish people. A part of the taxes that Jewish people paid was actually the service that they had to pay, as if it was army service. David Amelech gathers thirty thousand people, thirty thousand men, the Chudim be'Yisrael, and he takes them to transport the Aaron. Now you can imagine, David Amelech is transporting the Aaron. He's going to do it with tremendous kavod, with tremendous honor. The honor that's befitting the Aaron. Vayakom vayelech David, vayakom vayelech, he gets up. And obviously when he goes, he has to get up. The passage is telling us David Amelech got up from his seat, so to speak, even though he was the king. He got up and he went and he made sure that this was happening. He brought all of the people with him, Vale Yehuda. This is the Aaron that has the name of Hashem, so to speak, um, named after it. This is Aaron Aberit. There's exactly which of the Aaron this was, whether it was the Aaron that contained the Shivrel Luchot or the Aaron that contained the actual full Luchot. So David Amelech realizes we have to bring it with honor. And what does he decide? He's going to prepare an Agala Hadasha, a very, a new, an absolutely new wagon. Chate Shalom, you should put it in something that was used for something else. And a new wagon, Vayisa'uhu Mibet Avinadav, the Aaron was in the house of Avinadav, Asher Begivah, Ve'uza Ve'achio Bene Avinadav. And he gets Uza and Achio, who are two sons of Avinadav. No, Agimet Agala Hadasha, they're the ones who are going to bring the Agala, they're the ones who are going to actually be more involved in carrying and in, in actually um, guiding the wagon that's bringing the Aaron all the way to Eir David. Achio is going ahead. So Achio is in the front. His brother is in the back. And David Amelech and the rest of the Jewish people are all Mesachakim. They are enjoy, they are joyful. They are celebrating Lifnei Hashem Bechol with all kinds of wind of, of um, wood instruments. So this was a celebration, like it's befitting to the Aaron that's being moved. So far, sounds like it's okay. However, they came to a place Goren Nachon. The Mefarshim explained Goren Nachon. Nachon seems like Nachon prepared. It sounds like it's a flat place. It's quite a an okay place to 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 run the Aron by with the wagons. Nonetheless, Uza goes to catch the Aaron. It seems like the Aaron was falling off the wagon. The wagon was falling apart. So Uzzah, so to speak, jumps and it grabs onto the Aaron in his mind, preventing it from falling. And tragedy strikes. Because the, the Bakar, the, the oxen were 
disassociated from the wagon. And the wrath of Hashem, so to speak, lashes on Uzzah. Because of this mistake, and he's struck and he dies. He's killed. Vayichar le David. It's not Vayichar David. Not that David got angry. Vayichar David. David became very distressed. Al Asher parat Hashem peret ve'uza because Hashem had burst, so to speak, that been a pirza ve'uza vayikra la makom ha'u peret uza. Even named the place peret uza as ayom to to real to recognize to remember what had happened in this place. Now who was punished here? Uza was punished. And David HaMelech were, was, was punished as well. What did Uzzah do wrong? What did David HaMelech do wrong? The Mepharshim struggled here to understand. Despite the fact that David HaMelech, as we explained, brought the Aaron with so much kavod, but the Pasuk says very clearly in the Chumash that when it comes to transporting the Aaron, the Aaron, Bakatef Yisau, that it was a special job that was given to Bnei Kehat that they had to transport the Aaron Bakatef. Bakatef means on the shoulder. Not in a wagon. Not pulled by animals. The Aaron did not deserve to be pulled by animals in a wagon. The Aaron had to be carried. So the Farshim are struggling here to understand. David Amelech was punished, and rightfully so, because he transported the Aaron in a way that it wasn't befitting. In as much as he thought that he was, in a sense that he gave a, 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 a new, a new uh, wagon, etc. But why a wagon altogether? So how did David Melech make this mistake? <clears throat> and why didn't he think that they had to be taken Bakatev? So the Radak here is very important. The Radak explains as follows. The Radak explains that David Melech he realized that the Aaron had come from the Plishtim. And when he came from the Plishtim, he came in a wagon. And nothing happened. It was okay to be transported in the wagon, of course. I mean, they didn't have Levim to carry it, but David Amelech saw. Perhaps this is the nature of carrying the wagon, or carrying the Aaron, when the Aaron is not being carried together with the rest of the kingdom. Maybe that pasuk with Tezbukatefisau, maybe the Aaron had to be transported in the level of kavod, that it was only on the shoulders, when it transported alongside all the rest of the other kalim of the Mishkan. When the Mishkan was transported in the desert, in fact, the other kalim were placed on Agalot. They were placed on wagons. And they were pulled. The Menorah was placed on the wagon. The Shulchan was placed on the wagon. It was only the Aaron that was Bakatefi south. Only the Aaron was carried on the shoulders of the Levi. And therefore, David Melech understood in his mind, he understood that the kavod that was necessary for the Aaron was in order to place it over and above all the other kelim. But now that the only one, the only one of the kelim that was being transported was the Aaron itself, there perhaps the Aaron did not need to be carried by the Leviim. And therefore, to make a wagon that was specially crafted specially made for this, that it was new, etc., would have perhaps been sufficient. That's David Amelech. What about Uzzah? Uzzah was punished as well. He was killed. Uzzah as well had to learn 
But what was Uzzah's mistake? Uzzah's mistake was, not that he was walking alongside, but when he saw that the Aaron was, so to speak, with the, with the, the, the wagon was coming apart, he should have realized that the Aaron, as Chazal tells us, Aaron the Aaron carries itself. The Aaron doesn't need to be carried. Really, Akadosh Baruch Hu, his presence is felt in the Aaron. The Luchot are there. He doesn't need Klal Israel to carry. Akadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need us to carry him, so to speak. We need to carry, we need to show and demonstrate and attempt to do our best to carry the Aaron, but knowing that the Aaron doesn't actually need me to carry it. And this was missed by Uzzah. And the moment that he saw that the, that, the, that the wagon was coming apart from the oxes, he immediately, his reaction was to go and catch it. But perhaps the mistake of Uzzah would not have taken place had the, had the Aaron been carried by the Leviim. Had the Aaron been carried by the Leviim, then Uzzah would have realized that the Aaron is at the same level as it was in the Midbar. And it was perhaps because Uzzah saw the Aaron being put in a wagon and realized this is not the same as when the Aaron was taken in the desert. So to speak, the Shekhinah, the miracles, the level at which the Aaron relates to us and exists is perhaps not the same. And that was, in a sense, due to the mistake of David Amelech for not having asked the Leviim to carry the Aaron. So this was Lich'orah, the understanding of the mistake that they had. And in this, Uzzah was to blame and David Amelech was to blame. And therefore, Vayichar led David Me'on. Dramatically, it distressed David tremendously because he realized deep down that in a sense that it was his mistake. That Uzzah had been punished on account of what he did. Now, what did they do with the Aaron at this point? So the Aaron had to be transported. So David Melech realized, I can't continue to bring it up. The Basuk says like this. Vayirai David et Hashem bayom hahu. David Melech feared Hashem on that day. Vayomer ech yavo elai Aaron Hashem. How can it come to me? What do you mean? How can it come to me? Now you understood your mistake. So stop for a second. Get the Leviim now and ask the Leviim to bring it to you. So why didn't David Melech do so? Comes along the Malbim and explains us what the problem was. That's the Malbim. Until now, David Melech was serving Hashem the Ahava, the Simcha, with joy, with happiness. But here, David Melech, after this happened, David Melech realized that he had come down and he had missed the mark, so to speak. He made a mistake, and therefore he couldn't anymore relate to his, to Akadosh Baruch Hu. He was not at a level that he was in in, in contact, so to speak. Call Halashon and relating to Akadosh Baruch Hu besimcha and with joy, and he went down to a level which was Yirachet. And that's what the Pasuk is coming to tell us. He realized now that his level of relationship with Hashem was now Yirat Het. And Vayomer, he realizes, How can the Aaron come to me? 
ואלון can only come if I'm at that level of simcha. And therefore David Amelech says, at this point, I am not fitting to receive the Aaron in my midst. So what does he do? Lo avad David lehasir elav et Aaron Hashem al ir David vayatehu David's bet oved edom hagiti. He realizes it has to go somewhere else. So he deviated it and he sent it to the house of oved edom hagiti. Oved Edom was a righteous man, a tzaddik, and when he received the Aaron, amazing things happened. It settled there three months. Three months, and in those three months, incredible things happened. What happened? He had Beracha, Et Oved, Edom, Ve'et Kol Beto, all his household. Kachamim say that the bracha that Edom Hagiti received was so incredible. First, in Parnassah, and secondly, he, has his, he had his wife, he had eight boys, eight sons, all of them married. He says both his wife and his eight daughters-in-law all became pregnant and gave birth to six children in, at once. By the way, it seems like they did so in three months. So not only was a tremendous beracha, the, the, the acceleration, and there was a tremendous abundance. It wasn't just the, the amount of children, but the, 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 they came and the parnasah was great and there was no concern, there was no worry whatsoever. There was tremendous, tremendous abundance. When this happened, by Yugad Lamelech David Lemor, he realized that this beracha, this exceptional beracha that had come to Edom Hagiti had come specifically because of the presence of the Aron. At this point, Sefer Shemuel tells us, David When he realized the effect of the beracha that was provided that had been given on account, Ba'avur, on the account of the Arona Elohim, then he was ready to, to connect with Akadosh Baruch Hu again at a level of Simchat Hazemadi. And he was ready to bring up the Aron. But this time, he was not going to make the same mistake. And we're going to see a couple of changes in the way David Amelech brought the Aron now to Eir David. Now there is no Aaron, that the people who are carrying the Aaron, David Amelech realized there is no wagon now. There's got to be people, there's got to be Leviim carrying the Aaron. Every six steps. Now we're talking about taking it miles to Ir David. And for those miles, every six steps they took, they stopped. And David Amelech offered olot, offered korbanot, oxes and fat animals. And they started dancing, and they were dancing all the way until they brought it all the way to Yerushalayim. And here, we also don't see that the ones who are dancing are kol'am. Before we said, the word that is used before is mesachakim. Mesachakim is, is having fun, so to speak, but it's not such a pure fun. It's not really simcha. It's a lower, much lower level. Here is the simcha. 
ודוד מכרכל בכל כוחו, דוד המלך is dancing with all his might, בפני השם, ודוד חגור אפוד בד, and David is wearing a אפוד בד, fabric, which is a simple fabric, דוד המלך is not wearing his royal garment. דוד המלך, in this, in the second time, when they bringing the Aaron to his house, to, to, to Ayur David, is dressed like a commoner. No longer is he dressed like a king. And dressed as a commoner, David Amelech goes down and walks together next to the Aaron and starts dancing. And he dances in a way that is almost that's incredible. Nobody could believe it. And he's dancing along with everyone else. ודוד וכל בית ישראל מעלים את ארון השם בתרועה ובקול שופר, but this time there isn't just the wooden instruments and each one brought their own instruments. No, these were only בתרועה ובקול שופר, trumpets and with the voice of שופר. And this, this time, the music that was accompanying the ארון was the music of the Bet HaMikdash. Was not simply anywhere, everybody coming around with their own musical instruments. This was a very, this was a much more dignified procession than the one before. But David HaMelech, in terms of his dancing, he was incredible. To the point that the next piece that we're going to see is going to be a little bit shocking. V'haya Aaron Hashem ba'ir David u'michal bat Shaul mishkefa ve'ad ha'halon ועטרת המלך דוד מפזז ומחרקר לפני השם, ותיבז לו בליבה. Now, מיכל בת שאול, דוד המלך's wife, the daughter of שאול המלך, looks and sees דוד המלך from her window, and she sees him, מפזז ומחרקר. He's dancing exuberantly, לפני השם, ותיבז לו בליבה, and in her heart, he, he, he didn't look right, he didn't sit well with her. He was dancing too wildly. So what happens? They brought it and they put it in its place. David HaMelech prepared a tent, a special place for the Aaron to be kept. He brings He brings more korbanot. And when he finishes bringing all of these olot and all of the shlamim, vayivarech et ha'am, and he blesses the people, v'shem Hashem tzvakot, in the name of Hashem, and David HaMelech is satisfied, he's ecstatic, the simcha of David HaMelech is incredible. By the way, the fascinating, the Rambam, when discussing, performing mitzvot besimcha, uses this example. Rambam, in the end of Hilchot Lulav, the last halacha, halacha sikim, tetvav, הרמב״ם ראה שמחה שיסמח אדם באפיית המצווה ובאהבת האל, ושמחה, the joy that a person manifests and, and experiences in the performance of a mitzvah and in the love of Hashem, שציווה בהם that commanded us, עבודה גדולה היא. Tremendous service. It's difficult. It's a difficult thing to reach a proper, appropriate שמחה של מצווה. And, uh, And continues, And a person who is mashpil himself, who lowers himself, and he brings his, his body completely he, under these conditions of doing a mitzvah, and does it, He is the greatest one. If you lower yourself 
to demonstrate and to experience joy in the performance of a mitzvah betimcha, that in it, that's not lowering yourself. The opposite. That is the, the, the greatest level that you can reach. It's the, it's the aggrandizement of a person and the honor of a person. Which is what's coming next in the in the Haftarah. There is no greatness and no honor in besides the simcha in front of Hashem. This is how the Rambam writes how a person the how the Rambam epitomizes the simcha shel mitzvah is David Amelech here exploding, so to speak and expressing tremendous simcha in the performance of the mitzvah, bringing up the Aaron up to Hashem. The This is the, the, the tremendous expression of simcha, and this is what David Amelech corrected about his mistake before, and this is how we understand now the Haftarah, the Haftarah basically is telling us in the midst of the great simcha that was happening of the inauguration or the preparation for the for the bet for the bet Amigilash was going to be built by David Hamelech's son, by Shlomo Hamelech, which by the way, the next chapter is a conversation where Akadosh who appears to Natan Hanavi and tells him, by the way, let David know that despite the fact that he has brought the Aaron and that he's got everything ready to set up for the Bet Hamigdash. Unfortunately, he will not be able, he will not be Zohar, will not have the merit to build it, but his son, Shalom HaMelech, will build it, but it's going to be considered as if though he built it. But nonetheless, he won't physically be in the position to build it. His son, Shalom would build it. But he was, he was, he was scarred, he was marked by this negative episode. Why we have to understand, even in the midst, we have to respect to respect the honor of the place. What was the mistake Nadav and Avihu? There's many, many answers. And by the way, I once heard from Rav Lesk, if there's too many answers, Midrashim, too many justifications for something that happens, that means that there isn't a straightforward answer. When the Mefarshim, all in the Midrash, cite why did Nadav and Avihu, why were Nadav and Avihu killed as they were bringing this Eshara? So some say because they didn't have children. One, some say that it was because that they didn't ask, they didn't consult with Moshe, and therefore they were hayav mitah because they were more Some say that they were that they had actually drank wine and they came in intoxicated. Quote unquote. So when you have so many answers, obviously none of the answers is satisfying. Because there's got to be something deeper there. But in any case, what was deeper is somehow there was a, a mistake in the way in which we had to serve Hashem, the Simha. And it's very difficult, as we see, the Rambam tells us, it's so hard to be Oved Hashem, the Simha. And, and this Meod says it's very easy to make mistakes when we do a Avodah Shel Simha. But Bezat Hashem, we should have. Many, many opportunities, all of us, to be Oved Hashem Simha. Whenever we do a mitzvah, think about the tremendous honor 
tremendous privilege that we have to perform this mitzvah. We have a couple of more minutes. I just wanted to share with you um, that in these days where, obviously, and I hope it goes for granted, where we're praying at our homes, we're praying without a minyan, take some time to pray a little bit longer. I know someone who, who actually spent an hour one day going through the Pitu Maktoret and understanding the Maktoret and came out with a list of questions. Because he analyzed it for an hour. So it's such an amazing opportunity we have to focus on the tefillah. We have more time. There's nowhere to rush to. We have so much more time to focus on our tefillah. Let's stop. Let's look at the translation. Let's really internalize what we're saying. And let's, I want to suggest perhaps to have a special kavanah. Um, number one, we have a statement that we make in the tefillah, which if you haven't noticed, then you should... Pay a little bit more attention. We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Matmiyah Yeshuot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Sprout Yeshuot, Sprout Salvation, and Borer Fuat, and He creates healing. Amazing. Create healing, creates vaccines, creates all kinds of ways to counteract all kinds of illnesses. So let's be, let's praise Hashem a little bit more Kavana when we say those words, so that actually, Be'ezat Hashem HaKadosh Hu should manifest Himself in Matmiyah Yeshuot, Borer Fuat. Let's have a bit more kavanah for those people who are involved in trying to find cures for these things. And Rafa'enu, obviously, Rafa'enu, the Parnassah, a tremendous amount of people have been affected by Parnassah, it's a daven, especially Parnassah, all of Amisel, all over the world. And then also, unfortunately, we've had so many tragedies, so many very, very special people, so many leaders of Kali Israel, Dan Westheim, the Chetadik Livracha, the Dinter, the Minsker Rebbe, Bakshi Doron, the former chief rabbi of Israel. So many great people, and many, many, many more. I missed, I'm sure I missed many. Many, many more who have been taken away from us. But the Zat Hashem, let's pray that Kadosh Baruch Hu should remove this Makad, this Mahala from all of us. And the Zat Hashem, we should go back, not to normal. We should go back and internalize and integrate what we've learned, what we've developed this time, the Zat Hashem, to serve Hashem Besimcha. I want to dedicate this shiur as well to Chaim Zelig ben Moshe Ari Halevi, who today is the Shloshim, and Be'ezat Hashem, so the family, should, uh, should have much consolation, and for Refuah Shlema, for all of Am Israel and all of the world, and, uh, and, and really to thank all of those who are fighting this war that we have, and Be'ezat Hashem, give much Be'ezat have a great day, everyone. The shir you've listened to was recorded and edited for you by Kol Halashon. You're invited to continue listening at any time to all the shirim and drushos in all topics by all the rabbanim on Kol Halashon.